Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 220 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, everyone. How are we feeling now, Lauren, that the Final Fantasy VII Remake has been out for a couple of weeks? Oh, so good. Yes, it's been it's been really nice, and I'm glad that I'm able to play it on stream, on Twitch. It's been, um, yeah, it's been fun. I'm like sort of getting into the cusp of the heart of the game because uh, we're just outside of Wall Market, so I'm excited to start playing that bit. I don't know how I'll fare in the uh, Colosseum, but uh, we'll we'll see. You'll have the the knowledge of strategy you'll you'll yes. be able to learn from those who have come before you yes <laughs> my my brethren <laughs> and for those who are interested in actually watching a stream it's uh our username is lozadar so l-o-z-z-a-d-a-r which is a play on both of us because we stream together mm. just like we do everything else together <laughs> we're so disgustingly cute yeah or sad one of the <laughs> two i haven't decided yet we're disgustingly cute daryl's just just accept it embrace it buy the t-shirt by the t-shirt yeah so the last two episodes we've had a focus around the seven remake kind of thoughts before thoughts after today we're reverting back to more of a news show this episode should be a bit quicker because of that last i think the last like four or five have been over an hour actually mm. and we need some sleep so this will be a slightly <laughs> shorter, <laughs> this will be a slightly shorter episode we're dying we, we are, are killing ourselves it's it's been uh, it's been a, a rough couple of weeks especially with the quarantine happening and everything so we're gonna do our best to run through all of the news updates that have happened recently and yeah it's it's gonna be no impressions no real thoughts or discussions about the remake this episode no real of thoughts that. whatsoever no we're real just thoughts going whatsoever. to we're just going to amoeba our way through this podcast we're just gonna enlighten you and 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 make you enjoy your time with comedy enlighten through lack of knowledge yes <laughs> see there's the comedy we're yeah. already working our magic you're so welcome <laughs> so before we do anything relating to news we have our patreon shout outs and we're going to kick things off with chris morales michael graham barry norton at nortron zero thurin bullen at massacre 23 fires Bilal, lewis james zach taranto Rachel Casterton at Urban Ray. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews at Doomster73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Ryzen. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namejin. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Miles Ribbons. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop181. Freya Stella. Flip Sjordnus. Tom Hughes at Tom underscore Hughes22. Yam Potato. Noah Luttrell. And Mitch Elliott. Who is a new Patreon supporter. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you and so much. And we also much. had Lalu, aka Lauren, an old friend from a really old community that I used to be part of called AWFF or another World Final Lauren. Fantasy. Yeah, another Lauren. They're everywhere. I know. Thank you, Lalu. So, news this episode. The news. Bur- I said we weren't going to talk about the 7 remake. I lied. The first piece of news is about the Final Fantasy 7 remake, and it's about the amount of copies it sold. Mm-hmm. which uh, has come in at 3.5 million copies sold worldwide in three days. And for anyone who's interested in the breakdown, it's 1 million in Japan, 2.5 million elsewhere. And in Japan, it was about 730,000 shipped physically, and the rest were digital, uh, but only 700,000 of those sold. So I think it's about 95, 96% sell-through rate. Mm. 
it's like pretty impressive sales considering everything that's going on. 3.5 million copies in three days is nothing to be snobbed. But we also have to then look back at the last major release, Final Fantasy 15, which sold 5 million in one day. Mm. And uh, the, the, the Japanese sales, the, the offline sales, the, the physical sales were higher for Final Fantasy 15. And the international sales were about 2 million higher. Mm. So, yeah. Seven remake comes out about thirty percent less than than fifteen, but obviously the thing we have to comp- compare and consider is that fifteen did not release during the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah, there's that, but then there's just also the fact that like Final Fantasy fifteen was the new Final Fantasy. Like I think there's some like I think there's a bit of appeal about a new numbered game versus a sort of re-release. Like not saying that the Final Fantasy VII Remake is a re-release by, like, any means. Like, it's it's much more than sort of what it was before. It's more of a reimagining. But, like, I think people are more interested to buy the new new game, if you know what I mean. 15 was also marketed, like, absolute crazy. And yeah. it had a 10-year development cycle for people and to be invested in it. So many sponsor, like, so many sort of collaborations as well. And sponsors like there was a crazy amount whereas final fantasy 7 remake just had butterfingers yeah <laughs> like if you think about it oh, like and with, the noodles were there noodles the one oh the... yeah there were yeah but uh no no crazy knife this time no just no a crazy fork through the the wrapper of the noodles through Aerith. yeah oh yeah a sword, sorry, that knife. wasn't that wasn't like actual it wasn't promotion. part of the plan but it no. did end up being a viral promotional campaign yeah um but yeah i think it is hard um and also like there's there's a few things that um are unappealing to previous fans of the series uh, of the game because obviously it's it's multi-part that kind of set people off um certain other things yeah like there were quite a few things that people were unimpressed by with the game it's quite strange though because i think many people were expecting the seven remake to pretty much just trailblaze and become the best selling game in the franchise i think i even said that was my expectation around it just because there's so much hype around this game everywhere like pre-launch it was it was the game and yeah obviously there's cyberpunk as well like further around down the line but you know it's it's just not a lot of people I've seen are saying that they're really impressed by the sales. And then I'm just like, but it's not that great. And, mm. you know, yeah, 3.5 million copies is not to be snobbed at. And yes, we are in the middle of a, of a global pandemic. And obviously in Japan as well, like a lot of uh, stores have closed. There's been, there's been a massive boost in digital sales as a result. But still, it was only 25% of sales were digital in Japan. I don't know what the ratio is elsewhere. And obviously in North America and in Europe the shipping and and access like a lot of people still go to game stores to actually pick up the games instead of getting them on amazon or or getting the mail order through the uh, the different stores so yeah like it'll be interesting to see what the trickle effect is like in like six months time for example Mm. as to how much pickup there is because i guess the issue that square enix have in some regards and obviously it's great for fans is that because of the way things have panned out those people that have not purchased it yet, they may change their minds based on what they've been seeing. Whereas if everything was happening in a really condensed period of time, 
they wouldn't do that so much. They'd yeah. see the they'd see the really positive review scores, and they'd go out and think, "Wow, this is the game for me." But now they're going to see the the positive review scores, but they're also seeing what everyone's saying about it, and they're seeing the well, like basically, like warts and all. Essentially, like this is what the experience is going to get. There's a lot of people out there who believe that Square Enix lied during the process, like because it's not really a remake in some regards. It's faithful in in some and not in others. And yeah, like it's 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 been an interesting PR ride, I think. Square haven't really said that much. It was quite surprising that it actually took them this long to publish the sales figures as well. Yeah, and I'm guessing that's probably because of the pandemic stuff. But I am I am kind of hoping that it shows that like Tabata's method kind of worked more for Final Fantasy 15. Like, granted, it wasn't perfect. Like, there were a lot of people who were sick of Tabata by the end of the PR run of Final Fantasy 15. But I think that he had the right idea as far as like how to promote to a Western audience. He was very transparent, often mm. to a fault. Mm. And yeah, I think it's, it was. There were completely different approaches. I think, yeah, like um, they went on TV and stuff in America, Conan yeah. and Brian, right? Yeah, like they um, had Elijah Wood play through Final Fantasy Fifteen. Granted, quite poorly, like they kind of made fun of it. And maybe that's why they decided not to go back on it. But that's the whole point of the chance. segment though, right? I know, I know. But they tried um, to take on the Adamantos, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> which probably wasn't the best thing to do. But um yeah, yeah, like they didn't approve that. Yeah, like, so I just, I don't know. It's really, it's it really is a shame because there has been a, quite a few things that have been missed. I mean, you know, events that had been canceled. Um, they couldn't really do anything before the launch, even if they wanted to. Yeah, they just had to spam out trailers. Like, it's really difficult to get the message out to people when you don't have any other way of doing it other than, like, YouTube or your own website. It is weird, though, because obviously, like, yeah, the, the pandemic will have affected things. But you look at Animal Crossing and that's still selling, like, nothing's happening. But that's because, like, it's social media shareable. Like, there's, a, um, it's, there's not that many opportunities in Final Fantasy 7, I guess, to offer that. But I will say the only other thing that I can I can sort of say like Final Fantasy should use as an example of is uh, Doom. So Doom, obviously, it's a single player experience, right? Um, and we don't know how that sold, though. But they are still bossing it with social media. They yeah, are but still I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more about the sales. People okay. are still buying, are able to buy Animal Crossing. So but People are still able to buy Doom. They are also still able to buy 7 Remake. But my point is that the sales figures are worse than 15s. And mm. people have been pointing towards the pandemic as the reason why the sales figures are worse than 15s. But I think there is still more that they could probably do as far as reacting to things. I don't think that... I don't think that Final Fantasy has been, or sorry, Square Enix has been very good at reacting or finding relevant ways to still promote the game. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when things, like, as a, in, in six months' time. I mean, like, we've already got the second week sales figures in for Japan. 7 Remake uh, in its second week has sold worse than 15 from a physical perspective, but we don't know how it's sold digitally. 
But either way, like the game has made Square Enix between 200 to 250 million dollars. And it probably cost them, I mean, 13 cost them 65 million to make after five years. This has probably cost around the same, if not a bit more. So they're still in profit, quite Mm. heavily in profit. So, yeah, I mean, like, as I said, I was expecting this to sell, like to to be the trailblazer for the franchise or something that would really reignite it, put it back on the map. From a reviews perspective, it's not gone over the 90 mark, I don't think. It's like sitting on the 88. So... It mm. kind of failed in that regard. I was expecting it to go a bit higher. Like many of the prominent Final Fantasy games in the past have been at the 90 or above mark. Um, so it just it didn't quite hit that. But, you know, whether or not it actually continues, because ultimately like Final Fantasy 15 sold 5 million in its first day and it hasn't hit 10 million yet as far as we know, but it's it's past 9 million. So mm. in, in the two years that passed, it sold four million it sold less than it sold in its first day mm. so if final fantasy 7 remake hit, achieves the same thing then it's going to sell between six and six and a half million yeah hopefully. which is which is final fantasy 13 levels not the best nowhere near the likes of 15 7 10 or 8 and i'd say that's a pretty big disappointment because and it also i'd say it's quite foreshadowing about what's going to happen next because it's unlikely that more people will buy the next part unless they do an amazing marketing campaign and like they manage to make it appeal to because that's the thing like we've talked about mass effect before mass effect 2 had a lot of things going for it and they managed to make people really get invested in it even though they hadn't played the first Mm -hmm. somehow they managed to sell a load more copies of the second game than they did the first one even though it was a continuation they just had like a story recap at the beginning of the PlayStation 3 version. I don't think they had that in the Xbox or the PC version. Like it just went straight in. But it was a kind of a self-contained thing. Whereas I don't know how they're going to be able to do that with the remake, whatever comes next. I think the hardest thing they have going for them is the fact that it is. it was announced from the beginning that it would be a multi-part series. Like... And you and I sort of talked about this earlier today, and this might lead on to a massive tangent. I'm really sorry, Daryl. But like a lot of the criticisms that I've seen about Final Fantasy VII Remake um, based on the storyline is, well, (laughs) primarily on the ending. But a lot of it is about the one-dimensionality of the characters. And um, the thing with that is the fact that like, when Mass Effect 1 was made, it was made without thinking that a part two was in mind. Well, no, they, they planned out the whole trilogy. They but did, they didn't ex- they d- but they didn't expect it. Yeah. Like, that was the thing. Like, they didn't... It's not like the Final Fantasy VII Remake where they've had every single one planned. They're pretty much they're pretty much going to finish out yeah. the series. They like, know they're going to make this no matter what happens. Exactly. And they also have a prior... Um, story to revise which mass effect didn't have yeah and i think that's the that's the big difference you're saying there it's like the lord of the rings obviously had that as well and the harry potters had that too but like most things go in the writers would have a long-term arc Mm. but they have to deliver to be able to see that arc out and like you say about lord of the rings like these these guys they're writers but they're not writers in the same way that books like the way that authors of books are like, I don't know 
and Mass Effect was written by an author. Yeah, like I'm not trying to like knock their like their experience or their 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 skill, but like to compare to compare video games to like like Tolkien level like writing ability, like the fact that he was able to construct such a great novel, great three novels. Well, no, like more novels than that. So yeah, like I don't want to knock I don't want to knock it cuz obviously the people who are writing who are writing Final Fantasy are are extremely talented, but like this is their first time of ever doing this and like I almost sort of think like they can't fit in the whole arc of Tifa within one game. They can't fit the yeah. whole arc of Barrett within one game. They can't fit the whole arc of Aerith in one game. Like they are starting and ending like maybe a minuscule more developed than they were when they st- when you started the game because the game continues for like a crazy amount yeah, more midgar is a small percentage of it's, the original game and within that original tiny. game there was no real character development whatsoever for any of them so like when you're considering the criticisms that the characters are one dimensional they shouldn't be grown even remotely after Midgar. Like, Midgar essentially is the, like, div- like the introduction <laughs> to the characters. Like, they don't grow for ages. Like, Tifa's biggest growth is when, like, Cloud falls into the life stream and um, she, like, fixes him, essentially. Like, that is, like, the, the pinnacle of Tifa's growth. And that is all the way well past rocket town well past gold saucer like so far in the future so it's like it it's hard to sort of say you know these characters why are they not why are they not more fleshed out it's because like the story of them hasn't been fully developed in the original novel, like in the original yeah, game, you know, to go back game. to the Lord of the, of the Rings comparison, like the Fellowship of the Ring was kind of the same in that regard. Like mm. it was to use to introduce a lot of the characters. We didn't really get to see too much development for most of them. That came in the second and the third movies. But I think that also the Lord of the Rings movies, they did better, mm. like um, revenue wise, as they went through. But I think what the Seven Remakes going to struggle with is that. This hasn't been universally praised. Mm. And so there is there are detractors. There's people that are going to be put off by that detraction. Like if the if the seven remake had come out and there were like it was a a ninety ninety-three, ninety-four percent game, pretty much universal. Like some people will have given it tens, like there's mm. there's those people, there's other people that have given it sixes. Um but you know, if if it did come out and it was one of those games where it was, it was universal praise, like critics loved it fans had no real issues with it whatsoever uh then i think that the second part people would have been like yeah i i you you, because you'd have the people that would be hyped out hyped up maybe they didn't get the first one Mm -hmm. but they're really excited for the next one because of what they heard about the first one and then maybe they go back and buy the first one because they enjoyed the second one Mm um like it whereas i don't I don't feel as though that's going to happen. No. And I think a lot of it is the fact that they just didn't keep to the script. I think if they... 
I mean, granted, it didn't really work out with with Resident Evil Two Remake and Resident Evil Three Remake, did it? Like, not as many Resident people Evil bought Resident Evil Two Remake uh, sold really well. It did, but three didn't sell as well as two, did it? I don't think so. No, no, which is a shame. But then three wasn't as popular of a game as two. Yeah, but I still love three. I mean, granted, I I speak of that as if I actually played it. I didn't actually play it. I'm too <laughs> I'm too scared to play those games. I'm so such a scared to get. But like. Yeah, I mean, but, like, even still, like, Resident Evil 3 Remake, I think it reviewed well, didn't it? Like, it reviewed worse than Resident Evil 2 Remake. It did. I believe so, yeah. Mm. Well, then, I don't know. Resident Evil 4 Remake will be the one, because that's yeah. obviously the game that people point as being the Resident Evil game. Yeah. But, like, I think... I. I Sitting here now at this current state of play, seeing what I'm seeing and, and obviously what's happened, I don't see the 7 Remake being a game that's going to pass 10 million sales. I honestly, like, it's such a shame. And I don't I don't want to be negative about it, but, like, I think their choice... I understand what they did. I really, I really understand what they did. And I think that it's great what they did in terms of like creativity. But I think they really shot themselves in the foot by taking that risk. Can I also just say that we also did preface this podcast by saying we were going to have very little opinion about the game. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm so sorry. But it's we are hard doing not an amazing to. job at sticking. See, we're just as bad. It's hard not to because like it does have an impact on things. It makes my it makes my heart hurt because like I really I understand why they made the decisions that they did. And I think that it's really badass for them to make the decisions that they did because they wanted to make it different. They wanted to make it a unique experience, and that's great. But it really pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> it really freaking yeah. made a lot of people and I, I think, angry. Like, we we've talked about this like off the podcast, but I think the decisions they've made. The 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 one positive is that there's going to be a lot of people, like myself included, who are looking at this thinking, what in the world are they going to do next and i'm yeah. like on tenterhooks thinking like how like based on what they how they kind of burst everything at the end of or throughout the entire seven remake really like how are they going to top that yeah for the next one because like okay so the, the first one got like 88 really they should be pushing for the next one to be even better review scores they should be like tweaking everything and and maybe that's what will happen like the next one will be where everything kind of comes together but as you said, there's going to be, there's a pocket of people. I don't know how big that pocket is, but yeah. there is a pocket of people who are incredibly angered by what happened, confused, disappointed as well. And those viewpoints will soften over time. Those viewpoints yeah. will soften once the stuff around the Seven Remake Part 2 starts coming out. But also, some of the stuff is going to also antagonize people too. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting ride. I'm taking the optimistic route on that yeah. as opposed to basically saying like they've they've it's sacrilege but it's uh it's going to be interesting you know and I, I don't see well we'll be we'll see what happens in like 6 months time I said but I I, I if if 15 didn't manage to hit the 10 million I don't see the 7 remake hitting hitting no. 10 million I think it's going to settle probably probably around the 7 million 7 to 8 million mark because that's the thing, like, 
Final Fantasy 15 was like a fine wine. Like it improved significantly over time. They had lots of residual sales. They had lots of residual sales, but they also listened to fans afterwards and tried their damned best to improve everything and include everything that they hoped that they could have included in the original game, like the character switching and stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I we don't have I a patch have. yet for the, the remake. No, we have nothing. We don't even have a life fest. We have just some crackers. Here you go. <laughs> just tread water for a little while. You can do. You can do it. Okay, so that's our non-opinionated segment <laughs> on the Seven Remake, where we just talked unbiased about the sales. Completely. Didn't go into any real details about the future or anything. Um, as you can tell, we have opinions about it. I, I think generally, though, both of us are pretty optimistic about what's going on. I think it's more that we can understand why certain things have happened mm. and certain people are reacting mm. to what's happened. We're just saying that we see you, we hear you, and um, we we have feelings too, but yeah. So our next story is about Final Fantasy XII. Mm. The Zodiac Age specifically. Mm. The PlayStation 4 and PC versions have been updated. They now have the same features as the Xbox One and Switch versions. Just what, a year later? <laughs> they finally decided that we were worthy enough to uh, receive these uh, functions. <laughs> I mean, it, it's such a weird thing with how they, they go about doing all these different version updates. I, I don't understand why it's so difficult for them to just... If they make improvements... Just release those improvements for the versions of the game. That are already released. Because, yeah, like when Xbox One and Switch versions came out, you could reset job decisions, something that really riled a lot of people. Yeah. And there was like extra gambit sections like like and it's taken them this long to bring that functionality to the PS4 and PC versions just because they came out earlier. (laughs) It's like, no, no, you have you have a time limit. We we set the clocks and and you can't have it until this time. Could you imagine if like the seven remake does get a patch? Yeah, I'm saying does because assuming it will. Yeah, and they they don't release like well let's say they really released actually, it on Xbox re- One. Really bad example because it's only on one console. But yeah, let, but let's say Final Fantasy fifteen. Then let's go back and they they had it's it's out on PC, it's out on Xbox One, it's out on PS four. Now I'm actually kind of getting a feeling that the P- well the PC version did have exclusive features. Just say Final Fantasy yeah. Seven. So Final Fantasy Seven. Say okay. it released on year, Xbox One in a year's time when they probably released the PlayStation Five version and there's enhancements in that that are fundamental to the game. Not graphic enhancements, just like gameplay tweaks and like stuff. Fast forward. They don't and release stuff. a PS4 patch with the same fixes at the same time. That mm. would be such. It's so stupid. I mean. A part of me wants to blame, like, maybe there's some kind of licensing thing going on, but it's just dumb. They I, could, do I wouldn't with have everything. thought so. I mean, it's just like we talked about it on the episode uh, before the 7 Remake came out with regard to the, the 8 Remaster and how, like, how are people, like, in their basements able to come up with better stuff and, and pump out mods for Final Fantasy VIII, like, on a, on a very regular basis, yeah, that makes significant improvements to the game. And Square Enix is sitting over there with their like billion dollar company, and they're unable to put up a patch for the Zodiac Cage on PS4 and PC for like a year. 
I don't know. I really don't know. I Either way, just... it is now patched. Yeah. So if you so enjoy were, it. If you were annoyed about the jobs not being able to reset, even though it was a fundamental thing that Ito wanted to do, and the patch undermines everything he works towards, you can now do that. <laughs> you can. You could also faintly hear Ito crying in the background as you download the. Um, patch. It's gonna be pretty bad though, right? You just hear him sobbing and being like, why are you destroying my system? Why? Yeah. (laughs) Choices, eh? Yeah. Uh, And then the last update we have that's actually about a sale that is happening on the PlayStation Store in North America and Europe. It's called Big in Japan. And it segues nicely from our last story because the Zodiac Cage is one of the games on sale. But what does that even mean? Big in Japan. I don't know because <laughs> I guess I was I was hoping that it would be a play on games that are big in Japan right yeah. now, but it seems as though it's just the entire like Japanese back catalogue is on exactly. sale pretty much. But it's not even like it's just Final Fantasy. No, it's... no, no. There's there's like there's like a hundreds of oh, games. There? Yeah, it's like from okay. every major Japanese publisher. Ah, uh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. But the this the sale actually runs until the eighth of May, and every I think pretty much every Final Fantasy game that's on the PlayStation Network has been discounted half price. Mm. So there's Final Fantasy Seven, Eight Remaster, Nine, Ten and Two HD Remaster, Zodiac Cage, Fifteen Royal Edition, <laughs> Comrades, Basically all the games you already have, Monster of the De- <laughs> Monster of the Deep. You might not have Monster of the Deep. There you go. Type but you zero. can pay thirty pounds to enjoy yeah. the privilege. Type zero HD, Water Final Fantasy, and Dissidia and T. So they're all half price. But there are some interesting things to note here. One is that out of that list of games, the Zodiac Cage is the most expensive. So normally it's retailing at fifty dollars still. I presume fifty pounds over here. By comparison, Final Fantasy Fifteen Royal Edition, which is the premium, like has all the DLC included with it, is fifteen dollars cheaper. <laughs> so currently you can get all that for seven, $17.49 Final Fantasy 7 though is the cheapest of the games available which I'm guessing is because it's not a remaster whereas all the other games are either remasters or newer releases mm, yeah maybe can't do much to improve those pixels and maybe they also did a this discount on it months. more because the remakes are and they know people are going to be wanting to play the original because they've been I don't know they want to relive the classic like Nomura intended. Maybe that was their second strategy. Because <laughs> Nomura did always say, if you don't like the remake, play the original game. Yeah. So now maybe they've got all these new fans in. Yeah. Who didn't play the original Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. And they didn't like it. So now they're going to go and check out the original game and see if they're like that. I wonder if the sales of Final Fantasy VII, the original, have bumped up at all. That, that's what i was saying like i think that could have been their secondary strategy no one's looking mm. everyone's looking at the seven remake sales figures but how many extra copies of seven have they sold that could have sold an extra million copies it's true it could have done uh the other interesting notes are that the 13 trilogy is obviously not there because it hasn't been remastered or redone for Ugh. some reason still Poor 13. but there's no near automata not a final fantasy game but near automata was not included in the sale near automata is definitely big in japan very big, very big everywhere. Yeah. And then uh, the other one was that it's quite weird to see Dissidia NT still being pushed, despite them obviously not having any future support oh, for it. Bless um, them. You can still play it. Yeah. You can still play it. Online play is still there. But they have also said that they're going to turn it off at 
an unspecified time, which kind of makes the game a bit redundant because you can only play against bots. Yeah. And it was built around not playing against bots. But then I guess most of the time people just play against bots online now because I don't think there's many people playing it online. I don't Mm. know. But if you do still play it, we do have a community on Discord. Who um, do still play it as well. Who do still play it. So if you need people to play with, uh, our Discord community does have Final Fantasy, or sorry, Dissidia NT players on it. But yeah, no, it does seem kind of backwards. They're just like, we're not going to support this game anymore. Please still buy it. Please. Please, please. please. It'd be great. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know how many fans still don't have a lot of these games i guess maybe there's there's a ton you still don't i mean have. if you haven't picked up type zero hd because you didn't want to play episode dust sky then i'd say pick it up yeah i think type zero is definitely the one that world of final fantasy is, is a great game world of final fantasy is fantastic probably the one that sold the least out of all the copies on this list outside no no wait dissidia and t no wait monster shade. of the deep shade Monster of the Deep is actually one of the most expensive games on this list. It's shocking. It's only like $5 cheaper than the entire 15 Royal Edition. Absolutely shocking. Such a disgrace with uh, fishing. Um, but yeah, no, World of Final Fantasy. De- I heard it's okay, though. World of Final Fantasy is like boss. I don't think this includes Maxima, though. That doesn't matter. World of Final Fantasy alone is is fantastic. And if you haven't played that game yet, you should do because it's sassy and beautiful and everything that your Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy love could even It's also, up. I believe, the most recent adaptation of the traditional ATB system. There you go. That as well. So there you go. And with that, that's kind of the end of our podcast this, this time around. Mm-hmm. As I said, it's much shorter than the previous ones have been. So, see, if we didn't give, like, the opinions of Final Fantasy VII, we would be, like, so... uh, It'd be, like, 20 minutes long. Well, I mean, there isn't a huge amount going on right now Mm. because nothing's happening. Like, literally nothing's happening. Like, if if they'd announced the patch Mm. for VII Remake, there was no day one patch. That doesn't happen anymore. There's always a day one patch. Mm-hmm. They always had stuff like Nomura is always adding like with Kingdom Hearts 3 he added the secret ending in when in the day one patch because he didn't want people spoiling it like where is that stuff where is it obviously he's just like you know what you were expecting this stuff but no no you were expecting it so therefore you're not gonna get it because you are spoiled brat fans you're spoiled rotten and maybe, you're not gonna get a day one patch. maybe he only d- uh, reserves that treatment for the kingdom hearts fans unless maybe. there's going to be a seven remake final final mix edition mm, that would be fun i'm really actually like that's that's kind of what i'm looking forward to is like how they're going to redo the weapons like whether or not they're going to redo the weapons oh that's going to be so fun fun times ahead I know. Like everybody else is like looking forward to like Aerith die. I'm like, no, no, no. Leave me to the leave me to the weapons. Spoilers. Well, Aerith. Aerith doing her thing. Aerith passing out and not having a Phoenix down given to her. Um, yeah, no, weapons. Weapons are fun. Um But yeah, like I I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for Final Fantasy Seven remake or even just games in general. I mean like 
uh, can they really work that much on the games from home? Like, can they do much? Oh, so as it depends what as, their infrastructure is like. Yeah, like I, I would. Just I mean, they work saying, remotely in like amongst the offices anyway. Yeah, but like, I wonder how much different the games development is when you're working remotely versus working. In I'd the imagine office. they have some pretty tight security stuff that has to be in place. Yeah, <laughs> like lock and key. You cannot see. You cannot look at my computer. Back away, child. Yeah. Work from home. I must be kept kept alone. Lock and key. Kids are leaking stuff. Yeah, kids are leaking everything. Cloud does this and Cloud does that. And Aerith is this way. Sephiroth is this way. And that way. Yeah, and that way. <laughs> you can imagine some just like really angry housewife is just like, you know what? I'm sick of my husband working on this game for ages and ages. I'm going to go on social media and ruin the whole thing for everybody because I'm sick of it. And now we're going to get sued and we're going to be homeless. Yeah, I know. It's good times. Yeah, good times, good times. Good times. Um, so yeah, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 12th of May. And uh, in the meantime, be sure to check out all our news coverage at FinalFantasyUnion.com to find out if and when a patch does release for the 7 remake and what it contains <laughs> or a disgruntled housewife reveals all yes <laughs> <laughs> and of course if you enjoy what we do why not check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash ffkhunion and our stream at twitch.tv I think it's twitch.tv yeah. forward slash lozadar or just search for us it's pretty easier lozadar lozadar they're all still unsure about that name but I think it's a good reference to Chogadar, and that makes me happy. So, whenever you see Lazadar, just go Lazadar, the Burninator. It's great. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on that note, I think we should um, disperse. Say goodbye. Bye. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a Final Fantasy production. <laughs>